Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, February 3rd, 2024. As always, this Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the written version of the Key Races and Bets blog, brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R. Amwager.com is a great legal online wagering website. Amwager.com has some great betting tools and perks, and is legal for residents of most states in the U.S. and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out, Amwager.com. You can get the written version of this podcast, as I said, the Key Race and Bets blog, totally free at Amwager.com. Clicking on How to Bet and Ella Stars blog. While you're there, if not a member, look around. You'll be happy you did join up. We're going to concentrate on some great three-year-old Road to the Derby races today on Saturday, February 3rd, the way the calendar fell. There are four today. We're going to go over three of them as we move Towards the first Saturday in May. And the first of those three races is the Withers Stakes Race 8 at Aqueduct with a post of 355 Eastern. The win contenders are Speedrunner, Uncle Heavy, and Lightline. Speedrunner is the only horse in the field to have won at this mile and eighth distance, having done so December 8th in only his second start of the career and off a two month layoff after stalking the leader. In second, for the first three-quarters of a mile in that race, speedrunner engaged that leader to be ahead off the lead with a quarter mile to run, opened up by half length, then got re-engaged and remained steadfast in holding off the runner-up by a neck. Considering speedrunner is going to run even better second off the layoff, that Lascano rides back, that he draws the rail so he can have the lead early or sit just off the pace without losing ground, and that Pletcher trains him, speedrunner is the one to beat and the one to bet because he opens it 5-1. to one. Uncle Heavy opens at double those odds, 10 to 1, making him hard to ignore as well. The high odds are due to his shipping in from Parks and having beaten just Pennsylvania Bred's last out on December 27th, but that was a two-turn race and it had a $200,000 purse. The horse earned an 87 Echo Base speed figure, which is a way of measuring time, comparing horses from different tracks, and that's the same number as Speedrunner in his win. Sanchez accompanies Uncle Heavy to New York after being aboard for both wins, and trainer Butch Reed is no stranger to winning stakes races, including the 2010 Withers with a fleet again. Light Line starts as the 8-5 to five favorite, although he's just won for three in his career. That win came first out in a maiden race at a mile in September, and he won by 13 lengths with a 93 figure. He finished second in both since. Neither were stakes, both were allowance races. The most recent, December 31st, the 91 figure at Oaklawn. He ships in from Oaklawn in Arkansas for Brad Cox, who won this race last year with Hit Show off an allowance win at Oaklawn. So the pattern's there, and there's no arguing. Lifeline is a contender to win, just not a good win bet at low odds. In the Wither Stakes, race 8, Aqueduct Post 355 Eastern, Saturday, February 3rd. Speedrunner, I'll bet to win a 2-1 to one or more. Uncle Heavy, I'll look to bet to win a 3-1 to one or more. Lightline will be well below the 2-1 to one fair odds if he goes to post anywhere near his 8-5 to five starting odds. As we have two excellent win bet opportunities in this race because Lightline is no standout, a dutching tool which prorates our wagers for the best value is quite useful. There's a free dutching tool at amwager.com which you can set the amount you want to bet and it prorates the wagers. I use it all the time. And it helps us gain the best edge possible in betting more than a horse to win, which is definitely a good opportunity in this race. Moving over to California to the Robert B. Lewis Stakes, race 5, San Anita. This is a post of 5.15 Eastern. The win contenders are Stronghold, Nisos, and McVeigh. Nisos is one of three in the race trained by Baffert, who has sat the winner of this race in five straight years. Nisos will be the prohibitive favorite after winning his only two starts by an average of nine lengths. However... 
Nisos is running in a two-turn race for the first time. And there's a long-term strategy, many years, not betting a horse at prohibitive low odds, trying to do something for the first time. Sure, repeating those two efforts in October and November with 104 and 105 equibase speed figures respectively makes him tough to beat. But others in here have run two turns and they've run more recently. Stronghold is one of those. He ran second in the Bob Host Stakes at seven furlongs to Nisos last November. And he did so by nearly nine lengths. Stronghold had won six weeks earlier at a mile in the fairly and fairly decisively. Then right after the Bob Hope, he stretched out to two turns for the Los Alamos Futurity, where he rallied from fourth to make the lead with eighth mile to go, then was overtaken late. Being just a half length in that race, top trainer Phil D'Amato adds blinkers to ensure that Stronghold doesn't get distracted in the late stages, as might have been the case in the Futurity. Having improved from 82 to 88 to 89 speed figures in those races, with a sparkling 59 and 2 tenths 5 furlong workout, likely in the new blinkers coming into the race, Strong's experience running two turns may be enough for him to post a mild upset, particularly as he could lead in a potentially paceless race, even though Nysos is stretching out. Stronghold may be faster. McVeigh finished second in his debut last summer. Poorly, I should say, in his debut last summer. Was given five months off, then finished second to a seven-length winner on January 20th. The 86 figure he earned matches up with Stronghold's last two figures. And considering McVeigh will be making his second start off a long layoff, he's got improving to do. Noting McVeigh cost $1.25 million at auction, this son of Constitution is well regarded. And it must be noted that trainer John Sheriffs, who's usually very cautious, would not be putting a maiden in the stakes race if he didn't think he could run well. In case you don't know about John Sheriffs, a veteran trainer, he has a history of doing well with three-year-olds in Southern California, including Giacomo, who won the 2005 Kentucky Derby, Gormley, the 2017 San Anita Derby winner, Honor AP, the 2020 San Anita Derby winner, Royal Moe, who won this race, Robert B. Lewis, in 2017, AP Warrior, who won the 2006 San Felipe, which comes up in a few weeks, and Tiago, who won the 2007 San Anita Derby. We should not ignore... McVeigh, based on Sheriff's credentials in this race and at likely high odds. In the Robert B. Lewis Stakes, Race 5, Santa Anita, post 5.15 Eastern, Saturday, February 3rd. Stronghold definitely a win bet at 5 to 2 or more. McVeigh can be bet to win at 5 to 1 or more, and this is another race where betting two horses to win provides a nice opportunity for profit, particularly with a odds-on favorite like Nisos, who may not be always cracked up to be. As such, the free Dutching tool at Amwager really helps us here. For the exacta, a simple exacta box of Stronghold, Nysos, and McVeigh is called for. Moving back to the East Coast, this time to Florida for the Holy Bull Stakes. And this is race 12 with a post of 5.48 p.m. Eastern Time. 5.48 Eastern for Holy Bull, race 12 at Gulfstream on February 3rd. The win contenders in this race are Hades, Inveigled, and Fierceness. And as often is the case, in big races for three-year-olds during the first few months of the year, particularly courses that were top two-year-olds from the previous fall, one of the first questions we must ask ourselves is, what is the goal for this horse? Fierceness is a perfect example of this, and it relates to the Holy Bull. Certainly, if he repeats his effort when last seen winning the Breeders' Cup Juvenile two months ago, it's likely even the best of the other seven will be running for second. However, considering the goal is to run better and better over the course of the winter and spring until the Derby, we can also assume Fierceness may not be asked to run as hard as he might be if there's a battle. 
with an exceptionally high 110 equibase speed for your earn in the juvenile, the question of intent as well as physical fitness after three months off compared to others who have many who have run much more recently comes into play. Of course, there's also the fact that Fiercest is going to be a primitive betting favorite. So looking elsewhere for possibly the second best horse or third best horse at the higher odds is something to consider. With that in question, with Fierceness being the ultimate goal being May, Hades is the horse I think has a decent shot to win. A perfect two for two to date in his career, Hades won his debut at five and a half furlongs in December with a very impressive visually rally when he's six to first in the final eighth of a mile, all after running wide on the turn. That effort under a pretty strong 97 echo based speed figure, which is the second highest last race figure in the field, and it's likely to be improved upon in his third career start. Both of Hades' wins have come at Gulfstream, a fact a track that Fierceness has yet to run over, and jockey Paco Lopez was aboard for both victories and rides again. There's little doubt Hades can stretch out to two turns based on his pedigree, as he is out of a quality roan mare who has produced a route winner. The sire's awesome slew is by Awesome McGann, and has only had one crop of three-year-olds to date. Most importantly, Hades ran the fastest of any horse in this race, including Fierceness, in the last two one-eighth mile segments of his last race. This is using the GPS data available at Equibase. Hades averaged 37.1 miles an hour in the second to last segment and 36.5 miles an hour in the last segment. Compare that to Fierceness in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, who averaged 35.3 and 35.6 miles an hour. As such, if Hades repeats or improves on his last effort, I think he can post the upset and win this year's Holy Bull. Inveigled is another interesting horse, particularly with a jockey angle in play. Eclipse Award-winning jockey Red Ortiz rides Inveigled for the third straight race. He rode the horse to an easy four-and-three-quarter length win in December at Gulfstream Park and rode him again last month in the Mucha Macho Man Stakes. In that race, Inveigled was behind a wall of horses with a quarter mile to run, then was widest in a group of four earning the stretch. In watching the video, although once guided outside, Inveigled was lengthening his stride and coming on, I read Ortiz Jr. sensed he was not going to get there first and looks like he saved something in the last 50 yards, and that would be for this race. Two races before that, Invegel earned a 97 figure equal to the one Hades earned in his recent win. If Invegel can improve off that effort, which appears possible considering he may have not been fully asked in this last race, he also has the possibility to win. So in the Holy Bull Stakes, race 12 at Gulfstream with the post of 548 Eastern on Saturday, February 3rd, I'm looking at Hades and Invegel. At 5 and 2 or more, and I'll bet both using the Dutching Tool and Amwager. For the Exacta Box, it's going to be Hades, Inveigled, and Fierceness. Don't forget, if you want the written version of this, you can get it free at Amwager.com. Click on How to Bet and All the Stars blog. If you're not a member, look around. You'll be happy you did. I'll be betting there all weekend. I hope you will as well. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.